everyone. My name is Mark Vina of More Insights and Strategy. Welcome to the Smart Tech Check podcast, where we cover all tech topics that are smart home, home automation, home security, and console gaming related. Today is Monday, June 29, 2020. I hope all of you had a great weekend. Uh, the focus of today's podcast is robotics, uh, particularly the role that robotics plays in the IoT and consumer smart home areas. For a robust discussion on that topic, I'm thrilled to introduce Dev Singh, the general manager of Qualcomm's robotics business. Uh, as every, I think many people know, Qualcomm made a big, big announcement uh, in this space last week, and uh, we're going to probe, uh, do, a, do a bit of a deep dive on that. Dev, welcome to the podcast, and how are you today? Thank you, Mark. I am doing well. How are you? I am doing fantastic for a Monday morning. So I'm excited to have you on because robotics is something that's close to my heart. Uh, there's just a little bit of news, you know, robo- uh, you know, really Qualcomm really hasn't really made a big splash here. I'm being facetious, but you obviously <laughs> did it. You obviously, um, and, it's, and it's funny, you know, I, I've, I've gotten, you know, calls from people, um, you know, uh, Qualcomm has actually played a very strong role in the robotics space for some time, but it seems that once that, re- that release went out last week, now it seems to be like, Oh, it's, it's, it's brand new news, but obviously you guys have had a, uh, um, had, have had a kind of a historic role in the um, robotics space. But uh, before we get into the, um, the, the news and the, um, uh, the t- topics I want to cover today, let, I always like to talk to the folks who join me for the podcast on their background, how they got to Qualcomm, how long you've been there. So let's talk for a couple of minutes about yourself and, um, you know, maybe some of the roles you've had, because I'm sure you've had various roles there at uh, Qualcomm, but let's start with that. Sure. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, I've been at Qualcomm for over seven years now. I've uh, done a lot of things. I mean, just taking a step back, even before Qualcomm in the tech industry, I was a text instrument. And over my career, I have held different roles. Um, I started with all the back end in the wafer fabrication where uh, the semiconductor silicon was made, so I understand that part of stuff based on my experience at TI. But uh, always uh, been intrigued with robotics from the beginning. Even when I was in the wafer fabs, I would see these robots operating and handling uh, wafers and few other things. But somehow through the through my career, I've held multiple roles, back from the uh, factory side to the front end where it's program management, business development, product engineering, and all of this stuff. And at at Qualcomm, um, I have been in different areas in Qualcomm. I have been in the uh, multimedia side, audio, video, camera technologies, leading the operations and the program management and the technology uh, strategy around those. And also, Later on, went on to do the entire application processor, including GPU, CPU stuff around that. So really a good understanding. Uh, the breadth I have is uh, amazing, which leverages itself very well to the things that I do in robotics. So I'm, I'm blessed that way. Yeah, it sounds like you have a very um, apt background for kind of where you are right now at Qualcomm because uh, your, your current role takes advantage of all those prior experiences that you've had. And I think that's always great. And Qualcomm has a history of, of, of doing that with folks as they get to different leadership uh, positions. Let's talk about the news itself for those people listening to the podcast that may not have seen the release. So let's talk about the big you know, RB5 platform announcement that you made a couple of weeks ago. And let's talk about the details because I, I, to me, it's, 
it's going to really ignite a lot of interesting usage models, products, opportunities. But the, let's you know get into the meat, the, the 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 meat and bones of the um, of the announcement itself. Absolutely. Yeah, we're we are really excited about the launch that we did last week. Um, it, uh, it's the world's first 5G and AI robotics platform that we put together. It's unique uh, in itself. Um, but like you mentioned, uh, yes, the, the, the release or the news was really made a big splash. But robotics is not new to us. We've been at it for some time. Like you mentioned, uh, Qualcomm processors have been uh, kind of at the heart of robotics uh, applications, but the latest and greatest one that is the RB5, the world's first 5G and AI platform is a game changer, of course. Uh, and this platform um, consists of three, uh, three things, basically. We call this a platform, RB5 platform. Uh, this has at the heart has the chipset that is a custom QRB5165 premium integrated SOC customized for robotics, which mm -hmm. does, it has all the pieces that are needed to build a robot. Basically, uh, you have this chip that is a true heterogeneous compute platform, which has not only just the compute, but the compute, the multimedia, the connectivity, everything integrated into it. So mm -hmm. things that are needed for robotics is AI. Things that are needed for robotics is the compute. Things that are needed for the robotics is the cameras. Not only the, the camera quality, but also number of cameras. So this chipset is a beast as a game changer. It has the compute capability that is needed for robotics application. At the same time, all the other components that needed to make, uh, make a robot a robot. I mean, in, instead of using a bucket of chips, you have one integrated processor that will do it all. Basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're essentially applying the model that's been, you know, tried and true for you guys in other product spaces, including smartphones, you're applying that to the robotics place, which is obviously makes all the sense in the world because it takes a lot of the heavy lifting from a development standpoint from a, from a developer and really makes your life a lot easier and allows them to apply their talents and skills in the areas that they, you know, they have the most value, correct? Absolutely, you got that right. And just to add to that, yeah, that's the chipset which does add tremendous value and lends itself beautifully with this architecture to robotics application. But at the same time, we are completing, making it a platform by not only giving you the hardware part of it, but the software going along with it, which includes the SDKs, of course, to begin with, you need the operating system, which, which is for, uh, for robotics, things like Linux, uh, things like robot operating system that is needed on top of this compute power and the, uh, the chip you're getting. You need all of that operating system that we package it together. And on top of that, also the SDKs you need to do for all this kind of multimedia application and AI stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it really, really, well, you know, again, you know, Qualcomm, you know, has a, has a history of being a full service, you know, technology provider. And, you know, you really, you know, you know, have value in every part of the stack, which allows, of course, manufacturers, again, I, I, I can't impress upon it enough because I don't think a lot of, if, unless you're in the space itself, you don't, I don't think there's a real strong appreciation for the kind of value, you know, the Qualcomm's of the world provide because you do have all those elements, you know, you have all the, the, um, 
the hardware, the software, the development tools, you know, that really makes, again, you know, to, to really kind of knit it out, makes the manufacturer's lives um, a lot easier when they're bringing products together. Now, what, you know, before we get into maybe some of the, the, the esoteric things about the platform itself, let's, you know, maybe take it up a bit higher and talk about the role that robotics plays in the IoT and, and consumer smart home space. And, um, and we can talk about other spaces as well, but, you know, I tend to skew toward the, um, you know, consumer IoT uh, and the uh, consumer smart home space. And I think most consumers would be, um, you know, the best example of robotics in their houses today are robot vacuums, which are actually fairly primitive. I mean, a lot of people think they're very sophisticated, mm -hmm. but in comparison to some of the technology and products that will probably get enabled down the road with your RB5 platform, they'll look like toys in comparison to some of the things that are coming out. But let, let's talk about you know, the, the role that robotics plays, if you don't mind, you know, give, give me some of your thoughts on that in terms of the kind of, at a high level, the, the usage models that robotics plays in those two spaces. Absolutely. No, uh, that's a, a good one. I, I like this. This is close to my knee as well. I think uh, the consumer robotics, the home robotics is an area that, uh, that, will, uh, that will transform human lives. But again, it's going to happen in a way that uh, you won't have robots for just for sake of having robots. You need robots that will solve a problem or have utility. Right. I mean, we have seen robots uh, being brought to home just for entertainment purpose or some kind of uh, uh, interacting with the human or uh, and they call them entertainment purposes. But then that lasts only so long that would in a week, two weeks, four weeks, you're done with that. But if you think about a robot, say a vacuum cleaner, uh, I know Mark, you worked at Nito, you were, you know those vacuum cleaners yes. very well yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> so you look at you looked at uh, my LinkedIn profile. I'm very very impressed, Dev. <laughs> but go ahead. No, I'm, yeah, Nito, uh, Segway. I mean, those are the companies I've been talking to in the past as well. So I know them really well. But right. you're right. I mean. Um, those those kind of robots have been around for quite some time. Over ten plus years, you have seen vacuum cleaning robots at home. They started out being dumb robots, uh, which will, will be bouncing around the wall and not do their job. But then, with uh, with cameras, with the lidar kind of technology, things have become smarter. But now, in the the world of uh, in the age of IoT, with Internet of Things you have connectivity also inbuilt in those robots. So A, robots need to be uh, useful, be it cleaning. So they're already we are seeing the adoption of cleaning robots happening very well. Mm -hmm. I am waiting for this day where, where you get a robot that I can say, hey, robot, go grab a beer and get it to me kind of thing. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, not that I'm lazy, but yeah, that will be the, that will be the, that will be, the step in for me at least my wife cares about hey robot get, get my dishes done or fold my laundry that day will come as well um, but meaningfully uh, there will be steps towards it i mean i think the technology is evolving um, and we will see the technology like gripping technology that's important the technology for articulation where you will find robots being able to wash your dishes but at the same time if it's a a steel mug versus a glass, you, the amount of pressure the robot needs to apply. All that is happening in the research world today and is going to be applicable to warehouses and fulfillment centers before it comes to 
uh, home robots. But again, we are talking that more futuristic stuff where smart robot is going to be the Rosie of the Jetsons. That's that's uh, kind of the uh, vision everybody has. But things like uh, cleaning robots, forklift robots, uh, toy tidying kind of robots will get there. But in the in this age of IoT, you would need good connectivity, good interaction with voice UI with uh, AI and that that's already happening. And then we would see that these robots need to be in one framework. Like uh, they need to be working with this Google Homes or Alexa kind of framework that has existing smart home frameworks and increase the utility. The doorbell needs to be tied into the security robot and those kind of things. So we know that these are things that are going to happen and it will take time, but they they are happening. The technology is getting there. Right. Well, I mean, you, you look at one clear model, you know, and I, you know, because I really think, it, you know, a lot of these technologies are going to come together. Uh, and there's been a couple of, you know, what I almost call, you know, toy-like solutions out there that are not very good, but they're, they're, their intention is noble. And that is, you know, the, the robot vacuum is one of the few products that roam around your house. You know, it's not, it doesn't stay in one position. And, you know, there, there have been one or two companies that, uh, out there that have had the idea of mounting a camera, a, uh, not, not, mm-hmm. not a LiDAR camera, but a camera that could, you know, sense and have a sensor on it, a noise sensor on it to detect sound if something was breaking into the, uh, into the house. It could, it could discern different types of individuals. And a lot of that, a lot of that the, the capability out there is, is, is not very reliable and it's not very robust. But I could see a day when, to your point, you know, having a, not a vacuum, a robot vacuum, just to use that as an example, is not only vacuuming your place in a more intelligent um, way, but it's also uh, acting as a, as a, um, a guardian, a security guardian yeah. in your home, you know, and, and, and you making, and making um, AI-based decisions based on what it sees. So if it sees a dog walking around in the house, it's not going to call the police. But if it sees someone climbing through a window, it could make that determination and, you know, uh, activate the appropriate uh, security um, protocols. So I really, Absolutely. yeah, you know, to me, and to me that, and we probably should get into that because the whole AI component to this is very, very important. You know, it's not just the, the, the items that you just talked about, but it's the whole idea, you know, AI is getting, getting much more edge oriented in the way it's kind of deployed uh, uh, in products. And the AI component to this cap- your your platform is going to be very, very important. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? No, absolutely. And just to round off the previous one, you have a very important point there as well. You would not want to have 10 different robots in your house. You would want to have one robot that does that 10 different things, like you mentioned cleaning and uh, uh, security use cases and a few other things. With advent of AI and when you have a camera inbuilt, when you have the audio processing inbuilt, AI can do a lot of things, not only uh, uh, yeah, security use cases, but uh, spill detection, gas leak, whatnot, right? I mean, uh, and AI is going to play an important, very important role. Uh, just, I mean, the use cases are endless. I mean, uh, you could have AI in the robots, and if this robot is in a home where there's an elderly person, basically this is a companion robot uh, where uh, a hybrid robot between the intuition robotics, I don't know if you've heard of them. They, they have this robot that reminds grandma of 
medicines that she need to take at the same time sometimes the robot is able to sense her emotions and uh, same grandma you're probably feeling bored how would we play a game and uh, play a tic tac toe game kind of thing on a tablet or okay by the way your grandson posted this picture on uh, uh, facebook uh, so making a life, ai this kind of technology is going to enhance the human life and be able to add value and make things better in in the home environment now that we are just talking about the home environment that the applications are unlimited but i just brought this up as an example but i i do see this tremendous applications like you mentioned security like you mentioned uh, cleaning floor clearing and things like uh, i mean i don't know how uh, if you uh, you worked at neto so one of the things that uh, is very important for this floor cleaning robot the biggest use case the holy grail is poop detection or poop avoidance <laughs> dog <laughs> yes. poop right you're exactly right you're exactly right exactly right. exactly so if you if you have a robot and it can sense there the dog poop or waste there it, it it needs to know is it something that i need to go and clean or do i avoid it being able to detect things like that and those are those things like ai are going to make more efficient robots the robot will able to be understand this is socks i cannot eat the socks i'll be stuck and now the uptime of the robot is much better and it's doing the work it need to do so the robot does not need human intervention every other uh, other minute and it's self capable because of ai kind of technology so mm-hmm. it's going to play a lot of role in 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 the home for sure and i mean we can go on and all but the applications are uh, I mean, very, very exciting. Yeah, you know, one, one of the areas that I think that is ripe for um, innovation and a great technology, technology ingredient like the, uh, the RB5 platform, when that kind of manifests itself in products, will be, you know, products built around the, uh, the, uh, the elderly in place uh, um, uh, area, you know, where, you know, more and more elderly uh, folks are living with their, their children and uh, they have health requirements, they have health concerns, and having great robotic te- uh, technology to make sure that they're being assisted to in case something happens. Um, I, mean, I mean, there's all kinds of in- interesting mm-hmm. robotic solutions you can conjure up, frankly, that could really have a very profound impact on people's lives. So the, no, no, I think you're absolutely right about that. Let, let's back up for a second, um, Deb, and talk about, you know, Qualcomm has had a tremendous legacy position in the um, uh, smartphone space. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to turn this into a smartphone call regarding how wonderfully uh, Qualcomm has done, but you know, you guys have, you know, are, have done such a terrific job really, you know, essentially becoming kind of the de facto, you know, SOC in that space. What are the, some of the learnings that have come out of that space that are, that are you believe are going to be applied uh, in the robotic space, because there's a lot of learnings, a lot of stuff that can be leveraged that manufacturers would love to take advantage of. Us. So, can we talk about that for a second? Because, I, you know, I, I, I think that's an, imp- an important part of important part of the um, Qualcomm value proposition when it comes to robotics. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think what Qualcomm has done in the mobile space is phenomenal. I think we. we touch every human being on this planet we transform lives uh, that is the, i'm very proud to be part of qualcomm because uh, the impact 
uh, the technology that Qualcomm brings is this tremendous. And at the heart of the company, Qualcomm is a systems company, systems solution company. I mean, we started out as a modem provider, which would say, okay, you need a phone, you need a communication link, and that is CDMA or LTE. We started out of that, but as we understood that mobile phone is more than communication, it's just that, okay, you want LTE, of course, uh, you want to be able to talk to people. Then as the needs evolve, you need to have camera capability in the phone. You need to have uh, processing. You need to be able to play a game on your phone. So you need to have a real good graphics engine and you need to have... Uh, so today, where the phone has arrived is basically... It's, it's, um, it was the vision of our founders where uh, 10 years ago, if you uh, took a, a, a CD player, a Walkman and a pager and a, and a car phone and a laptop and you ducted them all together, that's basically the functionality of uh, and a DSLR or SLR camera. That's the fun functionality of the phone today. I mean, it's, it has everything that you can want. A media player, uh, iPod, and that you everything right. It's a, it's that's what this, uh, smartphone has done is being able to bring all those technology pieces together and integrate them on a platform. And if you have to do any of this before, you would need a bucket of chips to be do able to do all these functions. And Qualcomm right. has brought that all onto the thing. Right. Now, if you look at robotics, that's exactly what has happened in robotics. Uh, people wanted to have camera functions uh, in a robot. People wanted to have a compute in robot. They wanted to have this uh, motion control, perception, uh, sensors, and all of that. And they did use general purpose CPUs, general purpose GPUs. They put a camera, slapped it together. And that's why robotics uh, was difficult. It was a complex beast. Now things are getting better because the innovation that Qualcomm has done over years, we spent over $62 billion to date, uh, uh, over $62 billion. On year on year, we spent $5 billion on R&D for developing these technologies like compute, AI, 5G, and all of that. That kind of technology is, the, the, the result of having this kind of processors is that kind of investment. And now for robotics market, uh, would somebody stand alone do all this investment for robotics market? No, uh, I don't think the market is that big yet. But since Qualcomm has done all this investment and the chip beautifully leverages itself very well for robotics application because all the requirements are very similar, we, I mean, we are able to get this powerful platform. RB5 is an example. Think about getting a 5G AI-enabled platform in robotics developers' hands uh, is, is a dream come true for any dev robotic developer. And that was only possible because of the legacy that Qualcomm has in the mobile smartphone space. Right. Well, and, and what I would add to that is that a lot of the players in this space, you know, bringing products to market are not going to be, there will be some large companies, but a lot of them will be small startups. And those particularly small startups, they don't, they don't necessarily have the resources to do everything from scratch. You know, the whole bucket of chips approach doesn't work for them because by definition they have small teams, 
their expertise may not be at the system level. And, you know, you're bringing that kind of a capability together. So again, I look at it from a, you know, it, it lifts a significant burden from that developer to get a product to market faster. And by the way, you know, since you have a systems approach with a roadmap behind this, the, the advantage, of course, is that a developer knows that the um, roadmap will have some legs to it. So over time, as the SOCs get more powerful, as the, as the capabilities you have get uh, more robust, they don't have to reinvent the wheel every time they, have to, they rev a product. You know, it, it helps them from a time to market standpoint. So I, I think those things are, um, are pretty important. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to add to your point, Qualcomm is very uniquely positioned. If you, even if you look at the smartphone market or any market, there is tiering categories of products, right? You, we, we have solutions for entry, low tier products to high tier products. Now, that is a similar approach we have on robotics. We have solutions for uh, uh, the NITOs of the world. We have solutions mm -hmm. for the cleaning robot. And we have the solution for uh, uh, industrial robot arm, which is placed in Tesla factories, for example, doing uh, assembly of uh, uh, assembly uh, in manufacturing line. So, two hundred. My narrative is: I am in two hundred dollar toy robots, and I am in two million dollar uh, industrial robots, and I'm enabling them. And I have a portfolio. So, that does not make me cocky, but the word that makes me is much more well-rounded and experienced. I don't have my competition on, we do have people who are focused on a high end. There are people who give solutions on the high end. This cannot possibly scale down and give power, uh, power efficient, cost-effective solutions for the entry-level uh, solution. Like those server-class chips cannot go into a cleaning robot. Mm -hmm. And the cleaning robot kind of chips that are needed here are entry-tier, cannot go into an industrial robot that needs X tops of AI, for example, right? And right. that's the, and what does that, I mean, just in the same narrative, we are putting uh, floor cleaning uh, robots in people's home, and I have a robot going to Mars next, next month. The Mars 2020 mission has one of the robots, which is the Mars helicopter, powered by Qualcomm platform, we are putting it on planet Mars. So um, that's the breadth, and what that gives us is, understanding the pain points of the robotics market. And that leads me into this thing where uh, when I was talking about the RB5 platform, I mentioned about the chipset, I mentioned that the platform. But since we work with so many people, like you gave an example of the startup, their pain points, uh, they don't need bucket of chips. Yes, we have an integrated processor. But now we have taken it a step further. We put this, uh, on the RB5 platform, we put a development kit together where it's not only the, the platform has the Qualcomm ingredients, the chipset, the software makes the platform, but we build this purpose-built uh, robotics development kit. Now that adds the sensors you need, like we integrated the Intel RealSet sensor, we integrated the IMUs from InventSense. These are the sensors that you need to make a robot. We integrated the industrial protocols like Ethernet, EtherCAT. We integrated the motor control uh, uh, MCUs on that. So basically, we are making the lives of the uh, the guy Fred in the shed to be able to make the robot without uh, pulling out his hair and trying to say, okay, I need to integrate this. I need to buy this sensor from here. Now we are pre-integrating that and giving it to him so Fred can 
focus on his application, which could be whatever that is. Well, you know, in a few minutes we have left, Dev, you know, I, I can't do a uh, podcast with someone from Qualcomm without talking about 5G. Um, and I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't even mentioned 5G, but we got to bring it up. We do have to talk about it. You know, 5G is obviously is a big deal. Qualcomm has made a tremendous investment in it. You know, it seems that that's the topic in the technology space. Despite all the craziness that's been going on in the world for the last uh, three or four months, you still hear about 5G. Let's talk about, you know, how 5G plays into your robotics push um, in, uh, in the uh, consumer IoT space. I mean, wh what's so important about 5G at a baseline level? Why is that an important ingredient um, of, of, of any robotics platform push? Great, great question. And absolutely, I mean, 5G is our crown jewel. Uh, and um, the rest of the stuff, uh, yeah, I mean, if the future is going to be 5G for a lot of things. I mean, 5G is already rolling out. Last year was a year where 5G got rolled out. But if you take a step back six, seven years ago when Qualcomm was building this key uh, in the R&D phase, thinking about 5G, the first thought on, in the researcher's mind was 5G is just not mobile. It is the fifth generation of mobile technology, yes, but it was built with these ingredients like massive IoT and mission critical applications in mind to begin with. So uh, it was always talked about as the future connectivity fabric for a lot of things, for smart cities, for smart homes, for smart industries and factories. So uh, consumer robots probably uh, a little later in terms of adoption, uh, and it will depend how 5G is going to replace the entire uh, Wi-Fi and the other things. But what I can see immediately is going to be uh, the industrial side of things. You you hear about this Industry 4.0, the fourth revolution of industrialization, which the underlying fabric of connectivity of basis of this 4.0, Industry 4.0 is 5G because Industry 4.0 is about reconfigurable factories. It's about lights out manufacturing. It's about more efficient throughput uh, manufacturing. When can you do all of these? You want to have reconfigurable factories. What does that mean? That means that today, robots are on the assembly line are shackled on. They, call, they are robots, but they are shackled on. The assembly line is rigid. Now you want to have a reconfigurable. And why is it rigid? It's because the communication protocols are through wires, which is Ethernet and EtherCAD, because you need that kind of real-time thing. And you potentially cannot achieve that real-time, uh, which is we call latency, on Wi-Fi or any other network. But with 5G, 5G comes with, of course, enhanced throughput. Latency is a very, very important thing. You are talking about remote surgeries using robots because of this latency thing that uh, 5G brings in. And most importantly, reliability. 5G comes in with six nines. We've got 99.9999% reliability. So those latency reliability is the key thing You in applications like factories and in applications like that. And in consumer stuff also, the future of unmanned is 5G, a future of unmanned transportation, unmanned aerial uh, 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 traffic management, you will see inspection drones, inspection robots, you will see 
uh, inspection uh, deliveries uh, robots delivery drones in space is like consumers also we are already in bay area i don't know if you've seen there are robots delivering groceries in this covid situation uh, yes, and those mm-hmm. no i agree I, absolutely yeah so 5g is going to be important for that real time application on wherever you need mission critical control of things 5g is where you need the reliability 5g is where you need uh, uh, the latency 5g is where you need the throughput kind of stuff so that is uh, in interest of time uh, i think there's lot i can talk about 5g maybe we should have a separate broadcast just you know, on 5g I- No, we do have to wrap it up, but I, I can assure you that I will be back uh, with your team to um, do a, maybe, a, a, maybe a three or four month check-in with you to see how things are progressing because, you know, I'm sure there is a lot of excitement around um, the platform. There's obviously a lot of momentum and, and tailwinds in the robotic space, and we definitely have to connect again, Dev. So do appreciate your um, doing the podcast. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, thank you, Mark. Really interesting. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Uh, for the more insights and strategy audience, please follow us on uh, our usual social media suspect partners. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great week. Mm-hmm.